Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hello everyone, Charles Watts here. Welcome to another edition of Inside Arsenal. It's Friday and I hope wherever you are watching or listening to this around the world, you're going to have a very good end to the working week. A fantastic start to the weekend. Quite a bit to talk about today. We've got internationals beginning to ramp up some Arsenal players in action yesterday, some more in action over the course of the weekend. We'll talk about Nicolas Pepe, of course, who is about to complete his move away from Arsenal and head to Turkey. Marcelo Flores close to uh, completing his move now to Mexico, as I revealed yesterday. Um and plenty of questions and comments as well to get stuck into. So let's get cracking, shall we? I've got to start again just with a quick one today. If you saw yesterday's episode or watched yesterday's or listened to yesterday's episode, you heard me talking about this. Uh, I was in at Goldsboro Books yesterday in Covent Garden signing a hell of a lot of books, uh, 200 or so. Um, the first batch of signed copies sold out so, so quickly. So I went in there, signed some more and they are available now, but only while stocks last, they will go and they will go pretty quickly, judging by how the first lot went. Uh, so if you do want to get a signed copy of the book that's dated as well, then I'll leave the um, link in the description below. Go down, have a look at that, click on that, head over to Goldsboro Books websites and you can order it direct from there. Okay, Nicholas Pepe. The move to Turkey is very, very close. If you're watching this on YouTube, you can see on the screen now that Trabzonspor have posted pictures of him on his private jet flying over to Turkey, wearing his Trabzonspor top. Uh, He gave a little bit of a sort of speech to camera wearing that. He says he's he's come to Turkey, come to Trabzonspor to become a champion and achieve success. Uh, Obviously, the deal isn't completely done yet. He is having a medical over in Turkey, as it stands. I am not sure if he's had his contract terminated yet. I haven't been able to find out for certain if this is a deal, as in money exchange between the clubs, or if this is a free free transfer for Trabzonspor and Arsenal come to an agreement with Nicolas Pepe. I I haven't found out yet, and I don't think anyone has yet, because I haven't seen it definitively put i've seen a few different opinions on this i will continue to try and find out exactly what the deal is with this by the time you're watching i might well have already found out and if i if i have then it will be on i'll put it on my social media so we'll wait and see exactly what the structure of this deal is whether it's a contract termination or arsenal have found a little bit of money um some of the people who are saying there is a transfer fee involved they're saying about sort of two or three million but again i don't know that i haven't had it confirmed yet so we're gonna have to wait and see um but for Pepe, look, it's a new start. It's what he needed. Um, he's a very good player. He's only 28. He needs to play. And it wasn't going to happen at Arsenal. For whatever whatever your opinion on it is, I know lots of people think Pepe should have had more of a chance. Um, but it just wasn't going to happen. You know, he wasn't... Mikel Arteta didn't trust him, didn't want him as part of his plans for the future. And so for Pepe, he needs to go out and play. He had opportunities in Saudi that was sort of being floated to him, didn't really appeal to him. So he's gone over to Turkey. Besiktas were kind of there or thereabouts as well. But 
I was always told that those sort of strong reports that he was about to sign for them were always a bit wider than Mark. So I'm not surprised that he's ended up going somewhere else. Um, and hopefully he has a really good he has a really good time over there and he can get his career back on track because the last couple of years have just been really disappointed for Pepe. Obviously he didn't play much at Arsenal, went to Nice, had an all right spell at Nice that was kind of plagued by injuries last season. So he just needs to go out and play and sort of try and fulfil some of his potential again. And when you look at how Pepe sort of panned out at Arsenal, you know, it's very easy and certainly people outside of Arsenal uh, I've already seen it, you know, labelled £72 million Arsenal flop. Look, he certainly didn't justify the price tag. Um, and he clearly, obviously, wasn't a £72 million player. That was very apparent from almost the first minute that Arsenal signed him. But he was a good player who did some really good things in his first couple of years. You know, that his form in the run to the FA Cup win was excellent. Him, Lacazette and Aubameyang formed a really good partnership at the end of that season. And Pepe was very, very influential in that. He set up the winning goal for Aubameyang in the final. And he deserves an awful lot of credit. He set up the goal, uh, Bamiang's first goal in the semi-final against Manchester City as well. So, you know, he played a big, big part in that FA Cup win. And then the following season as well, you know, certainly the second half of that season, he scored lots of goals. It ended at Arsenal's top scorer, I think, scored 16 or 17 in all competitions. Granted, a lot of those were in the Europa League against kind of minor sides. But, uh, you know, even in the Premier League at the end of that season, he scored a few in the Premier League as well. And he was a decent player. He just didn't, couldn't, he couldn't escape that price tag. It was always weighing over him. And then once Arteta came in and sort of started to build this new team that we see upon us now that we watch every single week, it just moved away from Nicolas Pepe. He wasn't part of those plans. And so the best thing for him to go off, play somewhere, get his career going again, and hopefully have a good final sort of four, five, six years of career, however long he plays on, plays into. So good luck to Nicolas Pepe. I hope he does very, very well over there. For Arsenal, if it is a contract termination, obviously, look, whatever happens, it's a huge hit. They spent £72 million on a player within four years he's going for nothing and they might well have even paid him up to leave. I mean, you know, it's going to go down as one of the worst sort of most costly transfers in Arsenal's history in terms of the money that they paid for him and then the money that they got back for him. Even if they did get two or three million, whatever this minimal potential fee might be, you know, it's a huge, it's a 70 million pounds loss. There's no way of dressing it up. It's a disaster. Really, It's been a disaster of a signing. Financially, it's been a disaster of a signing, but, you know, for at least a good couple of years, he did perform pretty well on the pitch and he did produce some big, big moments on the pitch as well. So I don't think it's as easy as just calling him a flop. I just think the price tag was just way too much, way too much for a player who, as decent as he was and as much as he offered, it was pretty one-dimensional and you kind of knew what he was going to do and what he wanted to do. And um, he just didn't have enough in his all-round game to be anywhere close to being a 72 million power player. And it's no surprise that, you know, not long after that sort of transfer was looked into as well as other transfers, people who were involved in that left the club. And uh, it's no great surprise in that. But yeah, good luck to Nicolas Pepe. Anyway, I hope he does very well over there. Uh, on Marcelo Sol uh, Flores, he has now travelled over to um, Mexico to complete that move to Tigres that we were talking about yesterday. I think Arsenal are getting, like I said, about £2 million for Marcelo Flores. Um, that deal should be done by the weekend uh, if all goes to plan. He's over there. He says he's excited about the next sort of step in this career that he's taken. And like Pepe, I hope he does well and um, sort of kicks on over there, gets his senior career going. And then who knows? I wouldn't be surprised if we see him back at Europe, back in Europe at some point in the near future. So good luck to Nicolas Pepe. Good luck to Marcelo Flores. OK, international break, well into full swing. Some games took place yesterday. Other Arsenal players who are away with the national teams, a few of them have been speaking uh, to their sort of local 
um, press over there. Kai Havertz is one of them. He was even talking about his start to life at Arsenal. He says, I think so far in my career, I've had phases here and there where things were a little bumpy. And of course, I know that you, the media, after four match days, will just point out the negatives and a lot of bad stuff will be written. It's not the first time I've come to a new club. And so I know that it can take a bit longer. And so I am relaxed about it. It's only my second month there. So that's why I'm relatively relaxed. I think that's what Kai Havertz needs to be. You know, there's lots of noise about Kai Havertz from the media, from the fans, from everyone. And I think he just needs to try and shut that off as best as possible. I know it's easy to say that, but he does have to do it. He just needs to try and shut it off, concentrate on what he's being told at the training ground by his manager, by his teammates. Try and work his way into this new position that he's having to adjust to that he's never really played before and just be relaxed and hopefully the form will come and then the goals will come, the big moments will come and then Kai Havertz can really sort of kick on on his Arsenal career. But I think when he talks about there being relatively relaxed, I do think that's the right mindset to be. You've just got to be, you've got to try and shut out all the outside noise and focus on what you're being told and focus on what you're doing every day in the training ground. And if you do that, hopefully um, you'll start to see the results on the pitch. And I think we all know we do need to start seeing results on the pitch when it comes to Kai Havertz because he's £65 million investment. You want that investment to start doing things and start doing things on a regular basis um, because that's why he spent so much money to bring him to the club. Um, so you can only, you know, as much as I say he needs a bit of time, and I know a lot of you don't want to give him time, but I still do think he needs to be given it. Um, you know, that's not going on for infinite. He's got to, he's got to start settling down very, very quickly and start making his mark. So hopefully after the international break, he can do that. But he's been speaking. Another player, Leandro Trossard, has also been speaking about kind of his lack of game time at Arsenal since the start of the season. He says, I'm still convinced that I will play enough matches. I will be ready for the European Championships. He was talking about, so he was talking to Belgium reporters here, obviously, about lack of game time and whether that might affect him next summer in the Euros. He said, we have a game every three days at Arsenal, so it's impossible to play with the same guys every time. It's up to me to show myself when I get a chance. The coach told me that too. And look, Trossard's going to play lots of games. He, he, came, he started the game against Crystal Palace. He was given a chance against Crystal Palace. He didn't take it. He didn't play very well. Um, but he'll get plenty of chances once this international break is over. The Champions League kicks in, the Carabao Cups kicks in. Rotation is going to absolutely kick in. It has to this season when it comes to Arteta and trying to sort of balance everyone's minutes and keeping everyone as fit as possible and as, as good shape as possible. So Trossard's going to have a massive part to play this season, no doubt about it, whether that be on the left, whether it be as a false nine, whether it be on the eight position. Um, he's going to have plenty of times to play. So I'm not worried about it. And he just, got, like he says, he's just got to take his chance when he gets it. Against Crystal Palace, he got a chance. He didn't take it. He didn't play very well. Um, and he goes, and he was out of the team again the next week. But we saw what he did in pre-season. He was very good in pre-season. Scored those two goals against Barcelona. Scored the equaliser against Man City in the Community Shield. Yeah, Trossard will play. So um, I don't think he or anyone over in Belgium needs to be worried about a lack of minutes when it comes to him this season. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. 
So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Um, in terms of the internationals, I've got a list here if you're watching on YouTube of what's to come over the weekend for Arsenal play. You've got David Raya's Spain in action tonight and Saturday's is a big one. You've got Brazil in action against Bolivia. So that's Martinelli, Gabriel and Jesus. You've got Trossard, who I've just spoken about, playing against Belgium. You've got Ukraine versus England. So you've got Zinchenko on one side and Ketia, Ramsdale, Rice and Saka on the other side. Uh, Karl Hein plays for Estonia against Sweden on the Saturday as well. And then Kai Havertz for Germany against uh, Tommy Asu's Japan. So lots of involvement over the weekend for Arsenal. There were some players yesterday getting some minutes. Uh, Martin Odegaard played for Norway. They had a big win, 6-0 against someone. Can't remember exactly who that was against. Um, but I think a couple of other Arsenal players played as well over the weekend, so uh, over last night. So we're starting to see, just fingers crossed at the moment, everyone comes back fit and healthy. I think that is the key thing, but certainly lots to keep our interest peaked over the weekend when it comes to Arsenal. Really looking forward to that game against uh, between Ukraine and England. Five Arsenal players on show. And uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see who gets minutes for Brazil. You know, will Gabriel Jesus start? Will he get minutes? How are they going to approach that over the two games? How are they going to manage that? Well, hopefully... <laughs> from an Arsenal point of view. I don't think we want to see Gabriel Jesus playing 180 minutes over these this international break, but interesting to keep an eye on. And who knows if Kai Havertz can go and have a good game for Germany against Japan, give him a bit of confidence boost and come back from the international break with a couple of goals or assists or something like that. That might well do Arsenal a lot of good going into the Everton game next weekend and the sort of run that they've got now up to the second international break. Okay, a few comments and questions now. There's a really long one here that I brought up on screen. You'll be able to see it if I'm watching it on YouTube. I'm not going to read the whole thing because I'll be sitting here for ages, but I thought it was a really good comment. So it's from Ham2391, the start of it. He says, I don't think we have a pipeline issue with the academy into the first team. We aren't just developing many high-level players. Just look at the recent departures, loans for some of the players who seem to have quite a lot of hype coming through. John Jules, 22 now at Derby. Uh, Kurjan at Rapid Bucharest, Saladin at Den Bosch, Rakit to Wigan, Muller to St. Gallen. Um, Matt Smith to Wigan on a free, George Lewis now a free agent, Flores to Tigres, Kiddo Taylor Hart to Bromley in, new league, in non-league age 20. Maybe the problem is we are just expecting too much from our academy. He then goes on to talk about you know Chelsea's success and you know how they've managed to um, get the money from players with little or no top flight experience. And we're starting to fall behind. He lists, you know, Trafford, 15 million uh, to Burnley, wasn't it, for no senior appearances. Lewis Hall, 35 million for 12 senior appearances for going from Chelsea to Newcastle. Lavia went 20 million from City to Southampton after two senior appearances. Um, and yeah, I mean, it's, it's a good point. I think we are we do get caught up quite easily in the hype around some young young players. And when they're coming through the academy, when they're 16, 17, they can look like absolute well beaters and we can all have massive hopes for them. I mean, you look at John Jules, you listed there. I think at the same time as John Jules, there was Javier Amici, wasn't he? Who was absolutely raved about. When Arsenal lost him, when he was about 17 or 18, everyone was like, oh, he's absolute superstar this is going to be the next um uh oh wow i've totally forgotten his name 
I've totally forgotten his name. He was a guy who scored for Arsenal against Swansea. German superstar. Scored four against Tottenham for Bayern Munich. I can't believe... Nabry, Serge Nabry. Honestly, how have I forgotten that? But yeah, when Amici went, it was like, this is going to be the next Serge Nabry. Obviously, it hasn't happened like that. You know, these players, lots of them can look like absolute superstars in the 21s and the 18s. But taking that step, it's not just a small step. It is a monumental step. Some players can adjust to it. Some players are good enough. Some players can't. For Arsenal, they've had players who have been able to adjust to it. The good thing for them is that most of them have gone into the first team. So Smith-Rowe, Saka and Ketia. You know, these players have been able to have taken a step into senior football, that they've done it with Arsenal. Some of the players that they've lost who have gone on, you know, not too many of them have done it. And, um, you know, some of these players here are the, are the examples that you, you talk about, especially someone like, you know, Tyrese John Jules, although he's had real injury problems as well. Kido Taylor Hart. You know, lots of these players really sort of hyped up and big things were expected, but they haven't been able to, to sort of take that next step from a sort of 17, 18 year old to a 20, 21 year old and make it into the senior, senior size. We all want to see it happen and hopefully we will. You look at the next batch coming through at Arsenal who are very hyped up. They do look like real talents, but that's not to say they're going to be a definite success for Arsenal. You know, um, Wanieri, Miles Lewis-Skelly, Cozia Dubry, obviously those three are the real sort of stars of the batch coming through. But Raul Walters, who's slightly older than them, who I think is closest out of everyone to making the first team. And I would like to see him get some minutes in the first team this season. The fact that he hasn't got, got sent out on loan suggests to me that he's very much part of the plans this season uh, to get some minutes at some point. Um, Lino Sosa is another as well who's very very talented and could well make it so there are players there but it's so hard to predict if they'll make it we hope they will obviously but um, but yeah we'll see how it all, all goes up thank you very much Ham for your uh, question there uh, Gunnar uh, Gunna Koop says Charles totally disagree with your comments on Fulham's first goal we were sat in front of the press box and could see more than half the goal was exposed the Fulham player simply passed the ball into the huge gap Rams they're left exposed I'm not having that I'm not having that I'm going to die on this hill that um, that was a complete miskick by the Fulham player. I have no doubt in my mind he was trying to chip Aaron Ramsdale there. He didn't pass that into the bottom corner. He miskicked it and got it wrong. It went in, so it looked fine for his point of view. But I'm utterly convinced he was trying to chip and he got that wrong. And I'm sure that's why Ram Ramsdale was half of that goal was exposed because he was turning to run backwards because he thought the chip was coming. So he was running back to his goal. And um, so I'm. I'm yeah, that, that's my view on it. Obviously, you've got a very different one, and that's fair enough. And uh, I would be interested to see what everyone else thinks. But I'm absolutely 100% convinced that Fulham player mishit that. And he was trying to he was trying to lob Aaron Ramsdale rather than just side foot it the way he did into the sort of low bottom corner. Uh, here's one from Leachy Boy. says, remember Arteta is a man who sold Martinez and preferred Leno, then changed his mind again a year later. His decisions on goalkeepers does not read well. Again, I think that's a little bit harsh. The, the Martinez-Leno summer was an interesting one for Arsenal. They kind of went into it with... They didn't really know who was going to be number one. I mean, when they were both fit, the game before Martinez got sold at the Community Shield final, Martinez got the nod and was in goal for that one. Then the opening game of the season, Leno was in goal, but the move to Barcelona, move to Aston Villa was already happening at that point for Martinez, who had made it clear he didn't want to be in a battle for number one. He wanted to be number one. Um and, you know, Arsenal needed to sell a goalkeeper that summer, one of the two they needed to sell. And there was no market for Leno. He'd been out injured and there wasn't a market for one. Martinez obviously had played so well in that run to the FA Cup final, played so well that there was a there was a market for him. And there was a massive bid came in for him from Aston Villa for sort of 20 odd million. There was no bid came in for Leno. So Arsenal's hands were a little bit tied in that situation. You had a goalkeeper who wanted to be a guaranteed number one, who wanted assurances he was going to be number one, who was having big bids put on the table for. And then you had another goalkeeper who um, 
had been at the club for a while. There wasn't really much interest because he'd been injured. And so I don't think it was a case that he, you know, he preferred Leno. I just think the market was there for Martinez that summer. It wasn't there for Leno. And Martinez was absolutely determined if he wasn't going to be given assurances to be number one, that he was going to go. So I don't think it was a case of changing his mind or anything like that. I think it was more of the sort of situation Arsenal found themselves in with a goalkeeper that summer. And that's it from me, everyone. Thank you very much for watching. As usual, I do appreciate your time wherever you're watching or listening to this round of world. I hope you have a fantastic time, um, a fantastic start to the weekend. Just a quick reminder of what I said at the beginning. If you do want to get a signed copy of the book and you haven't got one yet, there is an opportunity to do it. The link is below in the description from Goldsboro Books in Covent Garden. I was in there yesterday signing them all. As I said, the first batch went so, so quickly. I went back in to sign more. They are now on sale, but it's a limited time only while stocks last. And judging by how quickly the first lot went, the second one's going to go pretty quickly as well. So if you do want to get your signed copy, click on the link below, go to the website, order it, and they'll get it in the post to you very, very quickly. All right, everyone, thank you very much for watching. Have a great start to your weekend. And uh, I'll be back tomorrow to talk all things Arsenal once again. Tired of ads barging into your favorite news podcasts? Good news. Ad-free listening is available on Amazon Music for all the music plus top podcasts included with your Prime membership. Stay up to date on everything newsworthy by downloading the Amazon Music app for free. Or go to amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free to catch up on the latest episodes without the ads.